All right, and on this week's episode, we have the mailbag, which we dip into some hockey parents, some behavior, 311 complaints, and we talk about being the right kind of annoying. And once again, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Franklin Sports, Cross Country Mortgage, and TSR Hockey. So what do you say, Mach? You ready to dip into that mailbag and have a good talk? Yeah, ready to go. Let's do it. All right, Mots, we are back. Episode 20, mailbag episode here. Nothing too long or crazy, but we're going to dip into the mailbag. I'm excited. We haven't chatted in a while. How you doing? I'm doing great. You look fantastic. Yeah, getting a little sun on the course, doing some yard work. It's, it's been nice leading up to the Memorial Day weekend, kick off the summer. I got to get the yard looking shop. I know. You've been all over it. Your first ever Instagram post. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, we're excited about that. Well, so I do like getting out there, but I will say, so my wife, Courtney's like, oh, you just bought these uh, these bushes, figuring we can just throw them in the ground. But, you know, little did you know, there needs to be like a mulch bed created. I go, listen, this is like landscape design. This isn't just pop, you know, dig a hole and pop them in the ground. So she joined up with me and helped me out a bit, but I wasn't happy doing it. But then she grabbed the weed whacker and and started trimming up the uh, the edges. So I had to take a little video of my first ever post on Instagram, which she was surprised she got tagged, which was interesting. Was She's like, I She's, didn't even know how you did you you, uh, you knew how to do that, but you know, she didn't know that bushes just grow out of nowhere, huh? Yeah, <laughs> you got like ten times more followers on Instagram in one hour than you have on Twitter. How long have you been on Twitter? Like for three years, uh, eleven years probably. <laughs> eleven years. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, did you have you invited Dave out to uh, to golf at all? I mean, you got color. We're no, all pasty all white you, over here. All you all guys right. are talking about are all these rounds that you guys are playing. I'm in the office grinding away, editing podcasts, editing this hockey podcast that doesn't reward me in any capacity. I should be getting frigging golf rounds, but it's all right. Yeah. It's all right. Well, you know, I. Oh, it's I did, coming. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming. You know, like yeah. see like the big said, picture. Like, the, the handicap has to come down a little bit before you get uh, the invite, I guess. Yeah, what is but your handicap true. at? It's non-existent, just like my okay. golf game for the most part. So <laughs> it's all right. But I do have plans You're to You're not making a good case then for yourself. No, I'm definitely not. I'm definitely not. Though I do hear the new uh, TaylorMade Sim 2 is a cheat code out there that I think I'll be picking that one up to fix the slice. There so you I go. Think cheat I'll, code. That's what I'm hearing. That's all yeah, I, mean. I have it. It's not a cheat code. <laughs> oh, okay. It might work once or twice, but it's all about that consistency. Yeah, I ordered some new clubs. I think they come in Pony Express. Mm-hmm. You know, so yep. maybe I'll get them uh, in the winter season and be able to hit into like a simulator or something. The mailbag coming up, and you know, first off, uh, you know, a couple of congrats. There was some mass selections that are heading up to the the national camp. I knew you were out in Marlboro for that for the 05 level, but the USA selections for the 050, 04-05-06s, which is nice to see some uh, some of my former players get selected for that. Mots, did you coach anybody out there? Yeah, there's a few players that I've coached and been around the ranks, and you know, big. Uh, Big congratulations to them. You have to just play the game how it should be played, even in a trial evaluation situation. And I think that, you know, sometimes kids can get a little uptight and overthink it and not play to their game. But overall, uh, yeah, there's a, a bunch of kids that I know that, you know, kind of go push through and continue on their development there. But the ones that didn't, I, I can, you know, advise them that this isn't the end. This is, it's not the end all be all. There's been plenty of great players that, that, that don't make it through these little evaluations and you just stay stay the course and keep working at your game 
Yeah, I was talking to uh, Larry Rooney, who coaches Catholic Memorial, and he said he was out there doing some coaching and stuff. And he said one of the frustrating parts is you had, you know, different kids from different age groups, and he was trying to do a little coaching and talk to the kids. And he was he said it was funny. Some of the, the, the kids were kind of – they're receptive to it. They were, like, welcoming and being coachable and really taking his advice. And he was a hockey guy. He was drafted, I forget by who, played at Providence and was a great player, good hockey genes, great hockey family from salty and then some of the others were kind of like yeah what does this guy know you know what i mean and sure. and it, that like that's one thing it it drives me crazy it's like no matter what coach that you're playing for if he's trying to give you some type of information and whether you agree with it or not you know take it and take that advice and and be coachable and if you're not a coach is going to look at you and be like he's going to go upstairs and say to these kids and or the evaluators and say Hey, yeah, this guy's uncoachable. He doesn't want to listen to me, and it's a notch against him. So why not at least give him the time of day and 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 listen to what he has to say, and you know, hopefully use it to your advantage. Yeah, another congratulations I'd like to say is a good friend, Will McDonough, who's out. He got selected second overall in the USHL draft. He's from wow. from Duxbury, a good friend uh, of my son's, and he's right in the mix with the the US development team and. So he's he's a great player, great kid, you know, over at the house all the time and wish him uh, the best kind of making that squad. He's right there and just that second overall is no joke, you know, like that's a great league to get drafted into and he has a bright future ahead of him and again, great kid off the ice. So he's we wish him the best. Yeah, that's awesome. Congrats to him and like you we've always talked about, you know what, he's been selected and he's been put on that kind of pedestal and now he's got to keep earning it and keep working towards it. So that's great and very, uh, very happy for him. That's great stuff. So Mots, I was, you know, some in, in Dorchester where I live, my kids don't play there. We we play in the Terriers program, but have you heard of 311? Do you no. know what that is? No. So 311 is like a non-emergency number, but it's basically like you know, instead of calling 911, you would call and say, oh, my next door neighbor's trash has been out for a week and it hasn't got picking up. So you take that or, you know, this abandoned motor vehicle. It's an, it, it's a non-emergency number. Uh, mm-hmm. So the cops aren't coming flying there. Bats out of hell. But it's basically where you can voice your complaints. If there's too many potholes along Morrissey Boulevard or whatever, you can call something out or something falls off the highway. You can kind of do something like that. You know what I mean? So a few of these... Uh, Dorchester parents got very upset that their kids didn't make to the, the the certain teams. I guess the teams just came out, and one of them put it under a larceny and uh, and basically <laughs> said that their the kid was robbed and all these different coaches. There should be a whole new selection process and this and that. And and it was absolute comedy that people are po- and that you know you post it to a, a an app. It's a three one one app. Like at work, I get called. You know, we get calls there for if there's like a loud party going on at a house. And like I said, it's not. It's a non emergency type of number, but it's still something you got to show up to. And that's what these people are, are talking about. So I I got a a, a bit of a good chuckle out of it that's for sure yeah i just remember 411 to get uh someone's number but 311 it serves a purpose but i mean to, to call about getting a lossity you know like my kid, my was kid robbed. got robbed oh that's unbelievable i mean i hope they're not serious but i mean you never know uh, would it, you put it past them no i wouldn't but i mean it sounds it, like they need a session with the shrinks on the couch you know yeah get a couple uh sessions under their belt hopefully 
you know, they retract it off the app. But that's, that's actually not a bit. Maybe we can turn the voicemail line into something like that, where parents feel that they can complain yeah. for the on their kids' behalf, right? In a little bit, we're going to play a video from Ian Moran, who was talking about the right kind of annoying in his video. What the parents are doing in this situation, calling three one one, I'm going to say that's the wrong kind of annoying. I'm just going to bet. I'm just going to guess. Yeah, but we, yeah, we could turn the 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 shrinks the hotline into a three one one for hockey. We got to make it easy for people to be able to complain. Yeah. To we got to make it easy for people to be able to embarrass their children. That's that's so, key. I'll, I'll read you one of them. I got two of them. A few kids got robbed from spots on Dorchester Youth Hockey. Time to evaluate kids fairly and honestly. And this is like submitted to the app. Oh, so that is legitimate. Okay, so that's legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's sad. Yeah, that's pathetic. Oh, this is pathetic. And then the other one was to so the 311 call earlier. There's plenty of coaches and parents that put their heart and soul into DYH. However, I do agree things have to be done to get the best talent on each team and give every kid a fair chance to make it. Kids should, kids should not make teams because of their parents hmm. this is on the taxpayer dime that this phone line is uh <laughs> is in use like you know isn't this what facebook groups are for like isn't that what isn't that what you're supposed to do go vent on facebook seriously yeah, it's crazy yeah, vent to someone that cares speaking of parents losing their mind my like i told you i broke all my rules last week and played in a tournament so let me set the table for you so the the there was a game before us i want to say you know my age group was 2009s at the 2011 11 level because uh, a couple guys I knew their kids were on the team. So they, they played uh, before us championship game and a team from Connecticut won the championship. So kids all celebrated. It was overtime win, you know, yada, yada, yada. Kids start throwing off their helmets. They get excited. I'm watching it. And the referee is like losing his mind, yelling at them, put your helmets on, put your helmets on. And, uh, I guess for safety purposes, right? He didn't want didn't want things to happen and, and and people to get hurt. Or in my mind, it was kind of the referee just being a donkey, right? Yeah. More or less. So fast forward, my team, we play, we end up losing in the finals. But long story short, we had a couple more power plays than the other team. One of the parents is losing his mind. He runs over from the corner at the old Walpole rink, runs to the bench, and he's screaming at the referee. There's two teams out here, all that complete nonsense i don't know who this guy is but just a donkey so they win they they win the championship so i i come in second place we're looking around all right guys good game yada 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 so the the kids they're all celebrating they throw their helmets on the referee starts screaming at them the same parent runs around through the bench jumps onto the ice now he's flipping out losing his mind on the referee because this is summer spring hockey summer hockey it's may 15th or whatever the day is screaming at the referee don't you dare talk to my kids like that bah, bah, bah. i'm like not even paying attention i'm kind of congratulating the other coach and losing it losing his mind on the referee because we had power plays now he's telling the kids that they can't take their helmets off yelling and screaming like a complete maniac and i'm like Oh my God, this is why I don't play in these nonsense tournaments. Number one, it stinks that you lost, you know, because, you know, you, yeah, I'll you don't get over enter, it though. I'm you over don't want to enter a tournament not to win. But so, yeah, that's completely if you're not crazy. You're last to Ricky Bobby style. Always remember, if you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you're a first loser, which is, which is good. You don't listen to losers like you're. 
know-it-all teacher over here. Uh, so as far as the parent, what's going on here? Like, and you again, that's perspective of, I mean, I don't even know how he'd be reacting in a regular season game. And these are 09s, right, BY? Yeah. Yeah. So car rides home. Like, you know, if, if you're willing to put yourself out there in front of, in like a public forum like that to, and, and you're that upset, it's, it's, it's obvious that there is something that needs to be addressed. I don't know. I mean, I, for me, I, I feel bad for the kid on the ride home if he's, it doesn't have the right game according to the father, you know? So anyway, yeah, getting that fired up. Let's, uh, I mean, you see it firsthand in the rinks across uh, the country and you just got to try to take a breath and and think about what you're doing as an actual adult. You know, we're talking about adults here trying to make good decisions for, for the kids and the kids see see this. And obviously it's not great when you want to let, let the kids celebrate and whatnot. But if the, if that's a rule that in the rep was enforcing it, you just got to deal with it. It's thanks. But I mean, who really cares at the end of the day? Yeah. What do you get a medal? Like yeah. who, who, who cares? A, a hat. And at the end of the day, like you said, I, I just had this conversation at, you know, golfing today with, with, with coach Humili. It was, you you're recruiting the parents and the family as much as you are to a kid to a university right mm-hmm. and if you're a parent that sets a bad precedent or is that guy yelling and screaming all you're doing no matter how good your kid is no coach wants to take a flyer on on you you know what i mean nobody is that worth it i don't care if you're Connor mcdavid or or you know whoever it is, right? Mike Motto, Dave Cullinane, it doesn't make a difference. Like you can be the greatest player in the world, but if your parents and your background, you're a complete lunatic, why would any division one coach say, oh, I really want this kid in my program? It's not worth it. It's not worth the headache because it's just going to lead to more and more issues down the road, right? When his kid is a freshman and gets put on the, you know, gets healthy, scratch the game, it's going to lead to, headaches with him it's going to lead to calls with his advisor and these different things and it's just not worth it you know what i mean so think about that type of stuff before you make those situations you know what i mean walk take a walk go Mm. for a little walk and and see you later i mean everybody gets worked up and getting everybody wants to win but at the end of the day i mean you're setting a precedent that's just unacceptable yeah and that you want the experience to be good for your kids you know and um you know if you work well uh, you know, as a parent, you know, with some of the adversity that comes, you know, through the the course of the development, then, you know, like your kid, you know, your son or daughter will be able to deal with it a little bit better. And in my opinion, you know, if you're flying off the handle over certain things, it's, it's definitely, um, it, it's like a learned behavior. And, you know, obviously you can't tell people how to react and how to act per se, but there are guidelines where you can help, you know, like you can help your kid kind of see, you know, some perspective. So if you don't have perspective, your kid will not have perspective moving forward. So, you know, just take a breath. Like you said, well, take a walk. You know, that, that's a good one and take a breath and understand that this is not the end of the world. And you want to be able to, uh, you know, provide a good example for your kids. That's it. Well, people that uh, really do make good examples is uh, TSA, TSR Hockey. TSR Hockey is New England's premier hockey store and is proud to partner with the Rink Shrinks. TSR Hockey is the hockey store that specializes in fitting. TSR's, TSR fits players correctly to the right gear to maximize each player's performance. TSR team and corporate sales department can outfit your team with the top brands in sports apparel. 
Ensure that your team looks good, looks the best this season. Visit www.tsrhockey.com. Mots, these guys are our buddies. Uh, the Sheehy's up there. They're good friends and good guys. And I was actually just watching a video on those guys. They, they're, they're doing a, uh, uh, a puck shooting challenge, which we had talked about last episode, which is great. So they're very interactive on their website. And, uh, and then also that, you know, they do rollerblade replacements. They get it that they're at that time of year where they know like, Hey, not all you guys should be out playing year round hockey and things like that. So they, they had some guys rotating wheels and things like that, which is funny. Mots. A lot of guys, they, they don't know about real uh, wheel rotation, which is, you know, something that that was my forte back in the day. You got to keep those wheels flat when you're playing roller hockey. Yeah, especially if you take the stopper off and you're dragging you know, your foot to, <laughs> for a break. Were you a yeah. stopper guy? No, nah, I, I, I took it off. I did whatever it took. I actually took a hacksaw to it one time because I couldn't get the, uh, the uh, screw off. But, um, yeah, that's a um, – yeah, a great thing to to check those guys out. They have great selection and good, great people. So make sure you, you check out tsrhockey.com, or if you're in the area, check them out. Um, they have, like I said, good selection, great people. And the rollerblades is, is one thing that I um, I lived on those things growing up. You know, was, yeah, and, you know, I didn't know if there was different wheels or whatnot, but I think I told you the story we went. From, I had these outdoor wheels, I guess, and then we went to a, a sport court indoor, and I couldn't stand up. I was like Bambi, and yeah. uh, a little frustrated, and you know, took it out on a couple of kids. But um, you know, getting out there, rollerblading, roll down, rollerblade down the street, and get to the outside, you can work on your hands in the in the driveway. Um, it's I think it's great. You know, it, my daughter's out uh, on the on the driveway quite a bit, and they rollerblade down the street, and it's it's good for the kids to get outside and. You know, throw a stick in your hand every once in a while, but it's, uh, visit those guys and check out their selection. Yeah, they got lacrosse stuff too. I hit them up for a, uh, some gloves and some shoulder pads and things like that. So they they have it all up there, and those guys are great. So make sure you visit uh, tsrhockey.com. Uh, Mots, what do you say? We dip into the mailbag here? Yeah, let's go. All right, let's roll here. Uh, first one's an email. Uh, this is from Jeff. Bear with me here. I'll try to I'll try to paraphrase. But uh, what are your opinions on teams having tryouts all on the same night? All of the travel teams in Tampa are having uh, all their tryouts on the same night. As a goalie father, it's difficult to navigate through the options. We have always let our son make the call on what team he would like to play for, having made two different teams last year, and we let him make the final call. Um, he's he. Uh, he wanted to play with his friends last year. This year, his current team is bringing in other goalies for competition with all the teams having tryouts on the same night. Uh, all of his he- eggs are in one basket. We explained that this year is going to be a competitive tryout with all the Northerners moving down to Florida because of the COVID stuff. Um, so there's a ton of players down there. Uh, more or less, Mots, what, what are your thoughts on tryouts and everybody being on the same night? I know that uh, it's kind of a battle that we deal with here in Massachusetts as well. Yeah, I think uh, I think they might, as far as organizations or programs, might try to do it on purpose because they want commitments right away. Uh, unfortunately, that limits the options for the player and the, and the family. Um, in this instance, you know, for a goalie, sometimes you know it's not the best setup, so you have to kind of make your decision going in. Sometimes you go in blind, and they have 
you know, five goalies, they're going to keep two. There's competition for that second spot or the starting position. It's a tough, tough spot to uh, be in, but I don't think there's anything that you can do about it. Um, other than, you know, if, if there's an opportunity to have, you know, a dialogue with these programs and say, I'm going to go to this one. If there's multiple tryouts, this one, this night, and this one, this, uh, the next night, because up here we have, you know, two or three tryouts for some of these travel teams. And that's what some people do, uh, according to participation in tryouts and opportunity to make a team. Um, so it is a little crazy. Uh, you have to kind of have your, your, you know, pulse on the situation. Um, and understand, you know, where your son or daughter fits on on that that particular program. But yeah, it just limits your options uh, having it all in one night, and it's I, I think it's no good. But certain up here, I, I believe that certain programs have them before a certain league, and then they require a commitment twenty four hours after if they're offered. So it's all about trying to establish a team and. Uh, gather those assets whatever way they can so yeah it's tough it's the business side of it that you can be difficult at times unfortunately a lot of times business gets put over development and uh the tryouts is something that we all we all deal with and we all deal with that battle there's there's i can speak for this area these early commitments and people signing contracts where you know a lot of the tryouts don't even mean much i mean personally i would love to see tryouts take place in the fall right where you see uh, a kid's growth growth spurt and what happens to them in the off season if they've gotten better if they've taken advantage of skills and you know off ice training and different things like that and there's a lot of room for development in that march to september uh in those months and Fortunately, these programs everywhere i think it's everywhere i i can't speak for throughout the world but i think for the most part most of these teams are having their tryouts in the uh in the early spring we just heard some 311 complaints about what happened in, in DYH but you know there's there's it's a kind of a flawed process it's difficult and as far as one tryout picking one you know you got to kind of like you said have a pulse on where you know what you're thinking and where you might be going and you know, hope for the best. And, and, you know, worst case scenario, I think, you know, Jeff actually says it, if you get stuck kind of playing in the, in the house league, you know, maybe you end up developing that way, but it's a tough process. That's for sure. Well, thanks for checking in, uh, Jeff down in Tampa. Appreciate you tuning in. So uh, we got one from Mike on coming from Instagram. What can town hockey do to retain younger players, mites and peewees instead of losing them to clubs? I would say, my initial thought on this is coaching lots. You know, I think a lot of, I can speak for around here is a lot of the club programs have coaches. Most of them played at the, at the division one level or, or some type of college hockey or coaching and involved in hockey. And I think if, if you have good coaching, good players are going to follow to it. So if I was a town program, I would do my best to try to to get those good coaches in the door. And if you get good coaches and that, you know, kids are being taught the right way of playing hockey, they're going to, they're going to learn. And that, you know, why would you leave? Right. It's all about the coaching in my eyes. So that, that, that would be my short answer. I just, I think it's very difficult. Now the landscapes really changed since we were coming up. If there was a conflict back when I was playing between town and my travel team, I would err on the side of my town team. I mm-hmm. uh, you know, there was a lot of loyalty and, but, now that it's very expensive to play the travel teams and there's a little bit more structure, maybe a better league, 
maybe some better better players that consistently you know throw at the lineup. So that it's that that's a tough battle, but I think you're spot on with the coaching. You know, for the most part, you do get some better options at the the club level. Not to say that there isn't some good coaches at the town level, but or the town programs. But you, for the most part, I think you you do get maybe a little bit more ice. You're paying for it, you know, a little bit more, but you get more ice. Uh, you know, like a skills with maybe a a, a better skills instruction and with better skills instruction, but. Um, I think it's an uphill battle for a fight, you know, to to kind of swing it back the other way. But for the the towns that have some athletes and and want to continue to kind of keep those players together, the coaching is probably the biggest key. Yeah, and I think that in the scheduling, right? I think the the one thing that I knew as a former director of a, of a you know select program was the parents enjoyed the fact that they knew that they were getting their schedule in September. They were going to have set practice, set skills. And their game schedule was, you know, more or less 90% done. So you could plan out. I mean, I'm like, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, all right, what am I doing this afternoon type of thing? But a lot of parents out there are planners and they, you know, they're like, okay, we can go on vacation this week. We can do this. And they look at that, that big schedule because hockey does occupy seven, eight months of, of, of your life. Right. And that winter season is, is pretty long. So the, I would say perks of the select programs are you do get that set schedule that you know and you know in advance, and that's kind of why you pay that premium for it. So thanks, Mike, for checking in. Also from Instagram, we got Mark. What are your thoughts on playing up a year? I think there's, you know, it's it, it's a tough it's a tough decision, right? It's it's a if there's a kid that's a complete stud, I mean, I don't see any issues with it. There's kids that you know fit in at certain age groups and, and, and can play. I mean, we've talked about it quite a bit before. I mean, if you're not truly dominating a level, what's the, the you know, the point of really playing up? But I guess I kind of, I, I see both sides of it, right? I, I, I don't, you know, I don't hate it and I don't love it. Yeah, so I I mean, I to your point, I think it's a case-by-case basis. You know, there's, there's obviously kids that have de- developed a little quicker, but you you know you open up a a real Pandora's box if if uh, you stop letting a lot of kids stop playing up you know if there's a kid that is dominating a level and needs to be challenged more but I don't think you you do that at a real early age because I think everyone will will be trying to do it and I know that um, mass hockey USA hockey in particular they have some restrictions there at earlier ages yeah mites. Um, if you're a mite age, you can't play up in squirts. And then yes. once you hit squirts, you can you can play up. Like if you were a whatever second year squirt, you could play, play peewee minor. Okay, yeah. So I mean, I think that's good because you know kids that can skate and there's going to be varying skill levels. But just to kind of put that pressure on that decision making that early, uh, you know, some kids can skate faster than someone else who just gets going or a couple of years in doesn't necessarily need to play up. Yeah. he might not be getting challenged, but there is um, some, some benefits of, of being the best player and then being challenged appropriately eventually, you know? So yeah, I just, I, I think it could be a problem for parents that want to try to chase it, but I just, you know, still try to stay in the dominate that age appropriate level. Um, and if it's a good level, then you start looking at the options of playing them. Well, Mots, how about you? Right, you were, a, I mean, 
let's be honest, you you played in the NHL. You were a complete stud. Like, did you have a play up? No. Okay. Alrighty then. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I, play, I played yeah. up in street hockey against my brother who was five years old. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and that's he, what made you better. Oh, so speaking yeah. of speaking of street hockey, that's a that's a good little segue here, Mots. Franklin sports. We're always talking about how important it is to play multiple sports growing up and not getting burned out by too much hockey and keeping it fun. It's also so important to develop skills like hand-eye coordination from baseball or lacrosse, footwork, footwork, and soft hands from flag football or, or soccer. Our partner Franklin Sports can act as a one-stop shop for all equipment you need to play these other sports. In addition to street hockey equipment, they're offering all of our listeners 20% off their entire website of sports equipment at franklinsports.com. Enter the coupon code RINKSHRINKS for 20% off site-wide through the end of 2021. Street hockey equipment, soccer nets, soccer balls, hockey nets, footballs, batting gloves. The batting gloves are sick, by the way. Uh, baseball equipment, pickleball, cornhole, volleyball, and more. When the ice melts, Mots, we keep playing. That's Franklin's little slogan there. I love it. Yeah, all that stuff on that uh, website. Um, it's like a kid in a candy store for me. Like I get on there and I, and I look around and we talk about being an athlete and we always, you know, and this is a perfect, um, you know, partner for us to to promote and and they're doing a great job with all their uh, products. And again, it's 20% off their entire website of sports equipment at franklinsports.com and use the code rink shrinks to get that 20% off. So join, join the uh, Franklin family and get in and, and get your uh, backyard, you know, street hockey, everything that you need to, to continue to develop a bunch of different skills that can translate to hockey, frankly. Be a backward, backyard winner, not a loser. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> Dave, what do we uh, – we got any other ones on cue here? We got a couple here. You want to play this Ian Moran video I was telling you about, about the right kind of annoying? I want to get your kind of reaction. We can do both sides. So him being annoying now has turned into him skating for the last month, playing in six games, doing really well, learning a ton, and having a hell of a good attitude. But it's all because he was the right kind of annoying. It was the kid who called, the kid who reached out, the kid who's being a pain in my butt. And you know what? It was fantastic because I knew he wanted it, not mommy and daddy. I knew he wanted it. So you're on the rinks. So let's get your reaction to uh, something like that. So basically the premise is the kid doesn't make the team. He's on the he's on the fringe, right? But he stayed in touch with Ian. He kept on him. He kept his jersey when he got a quick opportunity because he knew then he'd have to talk to Ian to give it back. It was a, it was a great story. But just kind of get your instant reaction yep. to, to a, somebody like that. What do you mean? His parents didn't file a larceny report? They didn't file. And by the way, I, I can confirm that's an accurate story. I just tweeted it out. I found the picture on the 311 website of the of that report. <laughs> so I can confirm that that just happened. Well, you think I made it up? I'm not. I can barely like get into Twitter and these different things. It sounded a little too good to be true, but I did find it. Uh, I think that Ian's the best. Like I know Ian very well, and uh, he um, he hits it on the head. The kid. It sh- the kid showed that he wanted it. He's been around hockey a lot. He was a great player, played in the league for a long time with Pittsburgh, was on some great teams. So, and he's really involved. He sees a lot of hockey. But when when you when you have the parents that we're talking about here, uh, really kind of promoting and trying to accomplish goals for their kids without their kid really wanting it, that's like the whole premise here. And he's he's talking about. You know the kid being annoying in a good way, and that's really just like being stick to itive and and having that attitude that he wanted to be there. He, he was disappointed, 
for not making that uh, program that uh, Ian runs. And, you know, he wanted to be a part of it. So he stayed on him, stayed on him. And, and to Ian's credit, like he, he looked at it that way. And it showed that he really uh, wanted to be able to get in there and, and show that he was he was um, capable and deserving of a spot. And he did. So good for Ian to post that. And he's at uh, on Twitter at I am hockey skills. He's a good follow. Yeah, he's a great follow, and he just like like you said, Mots. He has an unbelievable pulse on on everything, especially you know from youth youth hockey all the way up to college recruitment, and you know their draft analysis and everything that he does with the company uh, that he works with. What's it, Neutral Zone? Yeah, Neutral Zone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they do an excellent job, and and you know, like you said, that good kind of annoying. I think is the biggest takeaway that I had from that. It wasn't the parent that wanted it, right? It was the kid. It was little Johnny that was like, all right. You know, I'm going to take down Ian's number and, you know, once a week I'm going to text him, hey, you need bodies, you need bodies, you need bodies. And, you know, Ian, would he said, if you listen to that whole interview, uh, he was like, you know, a couple of times I ignored him and, you know, and then finally I got back to him, hey, we're all set this week, you know, and then I ignored him again and ignored him again. And then, you know, what happened? Somebody didn't show up and the kid got it. And then and he uh, he ended up keeping the jersey and he's like, I'm coming back type of thing. You know what I mean? He's like, once I got this thing, I'm not going anywhere. So it was it was a kid that really wanted it. He put the time in, he put the effort in when he brought him to practices. He worked his ass off and competed and he's basically earned himself a job. And I think that's the the underlying messages. It has to be, you know, you you have to have that internal fire and that internal drive that you want it. It can't be your mother. It can't be your father or, you know, your grandparent or your dog. You got to be the one that does it. That's right. Yeah. Own, own your own development. You know, the parent, your parents can help you along the way, along the path, but you, it has to come from inside, have that burning desire to be, you know, the best you can be. And that's a great example. Our friends at Cross Country Mortgage, we're pumped and appreciate that our friend Devo is jumping on board with us here. If you own a home and you haven't looked into refinancing in a while, have a quick chat with Devo to see if it makes sense for you. It's a no brainer. Many people don't understand the impact that a refinance can have on their monthly savings or overall wealth. Devo may be able to help you save on a monthly basis so you can put more money into savings or other projects. Check out ChrisDevin.com. He's in the ranks with the boys just like us. Again, go to ChrisDevin.com, and he and the team at Cross Country can let you know if they can save you some dough. That's Cross Country Mortgage, LLC, NMLS, number 47305. Devo's the man, you know, and actually, Colin, you can you can speak to this as well. A lot of people in the hockey community, just because that's that's Chris's network, are clients of Devo's. So, and especially in financial related topics, you just kind of want a consultant that you can trust. And he's a go-to guy. He's been it for me personally. He's been it for people you guys know. So it's one of those things. Go to chrisdevin.com. Just ask because you never know. Yeah, a couple extra bucks to put in your pocket and maybe spend it doing a, uh, a nice D-Skills camp with with Mots and I. And I got the, the, the CCM lid on right now. Uh, you guys saw those cross-country gloves that I wore down at the uh, – the Spit and Chicklets Pond Hockey Classic, which is sick. So Devo's the man. He gets it. He you know knows what's up on and off the ice, that's for sure. Yeah, as far as those six-line skills, I, I was talking to someone the other day, and one of the kids that was was on the ice with us, Brian, gave us a nice compliment and uh, ended up playing in a, in a tournament and used a couple of the techniques that we – teaching out there you know we like to do the details of the position of defense and and some of the concepts 
that I wish I knew when I was younger to make the position a little bit e- easier. But um, at the six line, log on to the six line.com to register today for some upcoming defenseman camps with BY and I. Uh, we have uh, clinics coming up at New England Sports Center, the Canton Sportsplex in June, and uh, the Canton Ice House in July. So log on to the six line.com for more details and learn from the ring shrinks on the ice as well as off the ice. So I love doing those things with you, Brian, because, you know, we're on the same page. And I feel like the kids that, you know, when we did that eight-week one, I saw the kids really improving, you know, with some of that skating. Um, You're a great demonstrator, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Do as I say, not as I do. uh, As Coach Humilly said to me today, he's like, yeah, you could dance across the blue line. But, uh, you know, skating a little bit, you needed some work. But, you know, that's what we try to week. You know, we try to teach. We try to teach kids, you know, the the fundamentals of skating, skating backwards, uh, pivots, things like that, that are going to really help you in your overall development of the game and, and, you know, and then also to visualize certain things. I mean, there was, there was so many that I was fortunate enough to be, you know, coached by my father who was a high school coach and played defense at, at Boston college at a high level. And, you know, I was very lucky in that respect, but there's a lot of parents out there that, that, you know, think they know a lot about the game that don't. And, you know, what we're trying to do is just teach kids little, little, little tricks, little tricks of the trade. And there's so many of them. And, um, you know, we hope that, uh, you know, those camps, uh, that they're filling up. There's not much space left. So hopefully uh, you guys will jump on board. We got a couple coming up in the next few weeks here out in Marlboro and uh, and at the, the Canton Sportsplex and then, you know, in July at the Canton House, Ice House. So make sure you guys log on to the sixline.com and, and hopefully we can uh, teach you a thing, a, a thing or two. So, yeah, and to piggyback off your point there, those situational tendencies that we talk about, you know, you're watching these playoff games in the NHL and you just, you, I just get excited about seeing the, the the guys playing at the highest level doing the stuff that we're teaching. But, you know, it's so effective when you can have a game plan going back for a puck, understanding how to gain, you know, separation from a four checker on the offensive blue line, getting a shot through. It's all like the little details of the, the position that can make you a very good player. So, you know, it's fun to watch. And then, you know, I'm still learning as well, you know, like how we communicate and kind of being able to con- construct our drills to uh, to help these kids that kind of being able to process the game better. So it's it's a lot of fun and I enjoy uh, being out there with you. Yeah, and it's not just for defensemen. It's it's really it can be very helpful no matter what position you play. If you're you're pivoting and you're backward skating and and your overall understanding of the game is better, the better player you're going to become. So it's good stuff, uh, Dave. What do we we got? Any more? Any more questions? Any any voicemails or anything? No voicemails, unfortunately. No, we got to fill that thing up. Yeah, we do have a question from Mike in New Hampshire, and unfortunately, he didn't provide a lot of context in his email, but he says, are there any questions I should ask my son's coach in advance of playing the season, coaching style, playing time, things like that? To answer the question, it would be more, you know, just um, approach to kind of how he's going to run, you know, the the team. You know, I don't know, no age group, right, was it? No. no age group. Yeah, he didn't provide a lot of context, but um, but yeah, just having a, a quick conversation with the coach about just really his kind of approach to how he's going to run the forwards and the D and like how many players are on the team. But if it's a younger group, you know, you, you would hope that someone would just roll the lines. And if he has some help, you don't want one guy just running practices if he's if there's a lot of kids out there and stuff. 
you know, just little basic things, you know, you just want some attention for, for the kids and, um, you know, have a little structure, but, you know, we've been through that a bunch on this podcast about how our approach was and having parents in and, and actually talking to the parents about what we expect and um, like the non-negotiable items and the checklist controlling what you can control. Like, you know, not everyone's going to do that, but um, I think the communication between coach and parents can, can definitely be healthy. Uh, so you just ask, I would ask the, those questions. Yeah. I think that's something that you almost want to do prior to tryouts too, is, you know, when, if you are trying out for a team, you want to kind of get to know, know the coach a little bit and see where, where he's at, what his background is, what is it prior experiences and, and, you know, his philosophy and outlook on the game, no matter what age group it is, you know, if the guy's at, he's a squared level and he's talking about, Oh, I'm going to roll out this power play unit and things like that. Obviously I was joking at the beginning, um, you know, that that's something that you want to get to know the coach before and or at least at the very least talk to some of the other parents before you even go and try out for that team. Right. Because, you know, it, it's just you, you definitely don't want to be caught like with your pants down and be like, oh, I really, you know, my expectations for this guy were completely different. So um, and then, you know, from a coaching perspective, like you said, Mots, at the beginning of the year, I think it's it's very important. We'll get into that in our kind of preseason, um, you know, touch on things but you you know you're going to have those preceding preseason meetings as a coach and tell parents you know these are our expectations this is what we're looking out looking out for for the players and the parents and you know kind of a season goals type of thing yeah now that's you know just being a good communicator as a coach is very important um you know you don't have to really bend over backwards all the time as the kids get older you know because there's a certain level of expectation but Definitely at a younger age, it's really important to involve the parents. All right, dude. Well, is that you know, we got a nice mailbag there. We got to start filling that up. That voicemail, that three one one. Yeah, we do. We do. We need to. Uh, we need to get that. Uh, I, we love. I love hearing the voices. I know the. You know, a simple text and email and things like that is easy, but. Uh, Again, that's a wrap. It's a you know, it was nice, you know, dipping into the mailbag a little bit here. But a couple more questions would always be helpful. We enjoy uh we enjoy talking and the more material you guys send us, the better, that's for sure. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Rink Shrinks and Twitter at Rink Shrinks. Fill up that voicemail for next episode at three four seven six shrink. The numbers there are 347-674-7465. Well, good stuff. We'll be back strong with a, a solid guest next week. And, you know, have a happy uh, Memorial Day weekend. <laughs>